I'm standing in a place that should be teeming with, with students, learning as teachers stamp out ignorance, but uh, we're not there. Uh, we're at Old High Middle School in Bentonville. I couldn't be at Bentonville High School, I couldn't be at Bentonville West, it would just be not right to, to, to favor one over the other, but here we are uh, in, in one of the original places since the 1920s that uh, high school graduating classes have walked through these halls and have finished their school and have got their diplomas and have moved on into adulthood. And we've come here today to kind of just pay honor to our students that they've gotten the raw end of the deal. Uh, in this graduating class of 2020, they're not getting able to celebrate like we would like them to. And we want to make it right. They've been spending 12 plus years trying to get to this day. And so we want to acknowledge them today. This building, this place, the schools around Bentonville, Rogers, Pea Ridge, Centerton, all this area, all these schools represent something, a place of training, a place of learning, a, a place of learning social skills in the midst of it all, disciplines and developed in places like this. There's so many things. In fact, I wish that I had paid better attention when I was in the schoolhouse learning algebra. In fact, no joke, this past week I reached out to a longtime seven-year teacher of algebra who's a member of our church, Stephanie Reese, to help me with an algebra equation. Yes, I'm 51 years old and I am still doing algebra. And literally, so if you've ever said to yourself, I'll never use this again, why am I learning this? As a 51 year old, listen, pay attention to your algebra teacher. You are still going to use it in life. Hey, and the great thing is, is when she helped me with my algebra, she answered the equation and listen students, she even showed me her work. So she showed me how she got the answer. So kudos to our teachers because stamping out ignorance is no small task. And, and I want to say to all the graduates, you need to reach out to a student, uh, to a teacher, and tell them how much you appreciate their investment of their time, their energy, their life in you. In fact, every one of us right now should be thinking about a teacher in our life, maybe it's our first grade teacher, maybe it's our 12th grade uh, algebra teacher or calculus teacher that helped us get through school. And let us thank them right now. Go into the comments section of our, of our uh, Facebook stream and send them, tag them in there. Send them a note of encouragement and thankfulness. Students, you do that. Parents, maybe you've got somebody that helped your student make it to the next level. Maybe it wasn't the 12th grade, maybe it was the 10th grade, it was the 8th grade, that spent a little extra time that made the difference and you know for good and well that that teacher made a difference in the student that is graduating. So acknowledge them, write them a thank you note and put it in our comments section uh, right there. Education, your education will get you far in life. A good education will get you far in life. But let me say this, a good education will only get us so far. It will only get us so far. And I am all about the education, but there are PhDs and there are MDs and there are CPAs that are locked up behind bars. 
There are people who hold degrees but can't hold a job. There are people who are good at making money, but they're not good at making a marriage. And what is the difference between that? What makes a person the valedictorian of a class but a dropout in life? Or a person who is not accepted and embraced in social circles all of a sudden excel in life? Sometimes it's their grit and grime uh, in life. Sometimes it's their innovation. But I will say this, a common denominator is wisdom. Wisdom is one of those things that will take your education and add fuel to your fire. It will enable you to thrive in life. We are starting a series called Life Reimagined. And in this post-COVID world, and I'm speaking prophetically, we will get past the post-COVID world. What will the future look like? And I hope that we can right now, as Grace Point family, as Grace Point friends, as as you're tuning in, that you will join us for this journey for the next few weeks as we reimagine life. Because here's what I would love for us to do, is to venture in to the future with great intentionality. I want us to venture in and do well to reshape, reimagine, reboot, reformat our lives. And what we're going to do today, we're going to focus a lot of attention on our students because they're kind of our our example today. They're taking this rite of passage into new life, into adulthood. And it's an exciting time and we want to honor them today. But this is true for all of us. We all get to reimagine the future. What will the new normal look like? Well, what I've done on this topic of wisdom is I've asked a few people to join me on our platform today and to speak into your life about what wisdom has meant to them. Maybe their wisdom is budding. Maybe their wisdom is in full bloom. But I wanted to ask some of our people to hear and speak into you. So I've asked my son, who's a graduate of our student ministry a couple of years back now, he's about to go into his junior year in college. I want him to speak, but I also want his fiance, Emma Mae Jenkins, to speak into you in what it means to have wisdom at this point in your life and what it can mean for your future decisions. But also, uh, I want to have Sadie Robertson and her husband, Christian, as newlyweds, finishing up college and entering into adulthood. I want them to speak into us, into wisdom and what wisdom means. But I also want to have the great senator of our state, Dr. and Senator John Bozeman, to share his life and his views on wisdom and just speak a word of encouragement over us. As we reimagine life, let us look at James chapter 1. Because that's where we're going to be today. And I want us, before our speakers speak to us, I want us to just read this passage of Scripture. You follow along. Because as we continue this study in a life reimagined, wisdom needs to be a core ingredient in this. James chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person, 
must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That last phrase we'll come back to in a few weeks. I want us to focus our attention on that first part. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Listen to our special speakers today as they speak wisdom into your life. What's up, guys? I'm Josh, and this is my fiance, Emma. We are so proud of you, first and foremost. Congratulations for graduating. That's a mm-hmm. big deal. That's and awesome. to simply say that we're proud of you um, is just an honor that we get to tell you that. And as we've been thinking through the different nuggets of encouragement that God was wanting us to share with you, something that the Lord drew my mind to was Psalm 86. And something that the psalmist says in this chapter is, God, please teach me your word so that I may rely on your faithfulness and give me an undivided heart so that I may fear your name. And Solomon addresses this again in Proverbs 1 when he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And as you've gathered, we're, we're wanting to share what is wisdom? What does it look like to, to walk in wisdom um, in your life? And the Bible repetitively refers back to wisdom being coincided with fearing the Lord. And when I think of fearing the Lord, I, I'm drawn to the idea that it simply means to be aware of my posture before the Lord, that he is king. He is exactly that. He is Lord. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our first. He is worthy of of all of the glory and all of the honor. His name is the name above every name. And the only reason I'm able to boldly approach his throne, the only reason I'm able to be his, the only reason I'm able to walk in relationship with him is because he allowed that to be so. Mm -hmm. And I am able to walk in that humility when I'm in fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to encourage you. I've experienced many seasons in life and I have many more seasons yet to be experienced. Um, Whether that be being single, dating, now engaged, gone through high school, now in the middle of college, um, tons of different sweet things, tons of different challenging things. And something that I found to be steadfast is I never regret the times that I fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew six thirty three says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Like there, we were literally wired and designed to seek him first, yeah. um, to make decisions from a heart posture of fearing the Lord means I'm not going to make decisions to make myself look good. I'm not going to make decisions based on pleasing other people, based on the approval of other people. Paul said it so well in Galatians 1.10, like, am I here for the approval of people? No, indeed, if I were, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. I am I am here for the approval of the Lord. Um, and so as you step into the next, this next season, I just encourage you um, to ask the Lord to search your heart um, and know you and lead you on level ground as you make decisions, no matter what those decisions be, um, out of the place of fearing the Lord, um, because yeah. that is, that is again, the beginning of all wisdom. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And even what Emma was saying um, of fearing the Lord, um, Solomon writes that. And Solomon is known to be the wisest and the richest man known in history. Um, and how he writes three books. And he starts off in Proverbs saying in one Proverbs 1, 7 saying, the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then he writes these books of 
Proverbs and then Song of Solomon and then Ecclesiastes. And he ends Ecclesiastes, the very last verse of the very last chapter in Ecclesiastes. It says, I've taught you all these things. I've taught you how to do this and do this and do that. But all of it is to fear the Lord. Mm -hmm. I've, I've shown you how to be in a relationship. I've shown you what the meaning of life is. I've taught you how to interact with each other. But it's all about fearing the Lord. Yeah. And so in this of how we can have the relationships with people, it's like, are we fearing the Lord in our relationships with people? So I challenge you seniors to, to reevaluate who are you, who are you hanging out with? Who are, mm -hmm. who are you, who's challenging you to continually fear the Lord? J.D. Greer puts it perfectly that show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that is so true. You can have friends that encourage you to go do bad things and you will end up doing those things. Or you can have friends that come alongside you and mentors that, that are seasons ahead of you in this time. And this time is an unknowing time and a very uh, fearful time, but we can fear the Lord in this time and we can lean into the wisdom of people that have been through this before. We can have the people around us that are encouraging us to, and praying for us and encouraging us to get in the word. So man, congratulations, seniors. This is an amazing time. Fear the Lord in this time. He has gone before you and he's at your right hand and he knows everything that's about to happen and he's excited about your life. Yeah, he really is. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting life for such a time as this on mm -hmm. purpose for his name and his glory and to mm -hmm. bless people. So be encouraged mm -hmm. and know that you are being championed on by us too and many more. Mm -hmm. we, <laughs> we love, love you guys. <laughs> Hey guys, Christian and Sadie here. Hey. And we just wanted to hop on here and just talk to y'all. And for me, I know that I just graduated college and I know that I can kind of relate to where y'all are at and um, just kind of want to speak into y'all on some wisdom. Yeah, let's talk about wisdom. Yeah. You have a verse yeah, I have a verse. So one of my favorite verses on wisdom is James 1, 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So I love that personally because I can so relate to that. I'm a little bit different than y'all. I, I didn't go to college to graduate. My high school graduation was a little weird because yeah. my family had started filming the show and all of those different things. And so what most people might think is like, oh, you don't have a lot of knowledge, do you? But I have learned something amazing about our God, that if you ask for it, he does give it to you. Mm -hmm. He gives so much favor. He loves to give wisdom. The whole book of Proverbs is on wisdom. And yeah. we even see with Solomon's life, that Solomon was this young king, but yet Solomon had this desire for mm -hmm. wisdom and became and the asked, wisest yeah, the man ever wisdom, yeah. from asking for wisdom. Yeah. One of my favorite Albert Einstein quotes of mm -hmm. all time. Oh, it, it's, it's better. It's right by her bed. It, it's right by my bed. I love it. It says, wisdom is not the product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I love that because school hasn't looked the same for me, but for you, it's the same for everybody. It's like, yes, you learn so much in school and you're going to go on to learn so many more things in school. Yeah. But even beyond that, wisdom is a 24-7 Search. It's a lifelong mm -hmm. attempt to acquire wisdom. The Bible talks about in 1 Timothy chapter 4 that young people 
are to set an example, right? It talks about setting an example in conduct and faith and purity and love and all of these different things. You know, you can be young and you can be wise, mm-hmm. not from just like worldly knowledge that can only take you so far, but from yep. the wisdom of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that takes you so much further than mm-hmm. anything else. We believe that God gives you wisdom when you seek. And I think it's one of the most powerful things you can ask for. Mm-hmm. I'll actually never forget. It was on my birthday a few years ago. I was, um, at Church of the City, if you've ever been to Franklin, Tennessee, and Rebecca Lyons was preaching. She's amazing. And she said, one of the most powerful prayers you can pray at a young age is to ask God for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I started praying it then, and I've seen just the Lord radically um, bless my life in wisdom. You know, people will will say, like, you're wiser than your years, or this or that. And I know it's not because of, you know, little old me or my brain or any of that. It's because I seek the Lord and I've found him and he continues to speak to me and give Mm -hmm. that out. And it's really powerful when you're able to, you know, give God glory and all gifts you have, knowing that it's not by your power, Mm -hmm. your might, your knowledge, but only that the Lord has given you. Yeah. And that's awesome. Going off of that, another verse that I love is Proverbs 1, 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And uh, even the word instruction in this time, you know, graduating and you've 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 gotten this instruction from a schooling standpoint. And and here's the Bible saying fools despise wisdom and they despise instruction. And it's easy sometimes to be like, oh, I don't want to learn. I don't want to grow any of that. But it's like, guys, let's not be foolish. Let's desire wisdom because wisdom, the last thing godly wisdom is, is boring. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you that. It is the most exciting journey to find more, find out more things about God and his creation, Mm -hmm. why and the purpose of why he created it. It's an awesome life to be um, a seeker of wisdom, if you will. Ask and you will receive that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of all of this synopsis, I just put it in a one question to you is, have you asked the Lord for wisdom? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, I'd encourage you to ask the Lord for wisdom yeah. because I know the Lord wants to give it to you. And yeah. I know that you will be blown away by the things that you're taught in your prayer time, the things mm-hmm. that you're taught as you read your Bible, and the things that come out of your mouth when you're speaking to other people. Yeah. God can use you no matter what your age is, no matter what your season is, no matter if you walked across the stage or not. Yes, high school is awesome, but there's so much, there's so more, much more to come. Yeah. There's so much more to come. Yeah. We love you guys. Good luck in this next stage of life. Hi, I'm John Bozeman, one of your United States Senators. Thank you for letting me be part of this very special celebration today. As you reflect on the journey you've been on and also where you're headed in the future. Of course, this is a unique situation. Normally, you'd be celebrating all your achievements with family and friends in lots of different ways. But by now, we all understand the way we celebrate many of those rites of passage just aren't possible as we face concerns of the COVID-19 virus. However, I want to stress to you that although this crisis has forced us to change some of our behaviors dramatically and even forgo some of the very things you all and your families were looking forward to, it's important to remember that it does not and cannot take away or diminish anything you've accomplished. That may seem like a tough pill to swallow right now, but it's true, and I hope you take it to heart. Your pastor and his family are such great examples for me and my family. When he asked me to offer an address for this special occasion, 
You let me know you'd be considering the virtue of wisdom and what that means. The book of James tells us to ask God for wisdom if we find ourselves lacking. So too does Proverbs, which says, from the Lord's mouth comes knowledge and understanding. That's perhaps the most important reflection any of us could make on this subject. We might try through our own striving to make ourselves wise, but it's something we must ultimately pray for and earnestly ask God to provide. You might also remember King Solomon praying for wisdom, which pleases the Lord, so much so that he granted Solomon exactly what he'd ask and much more. Though you may not be in quite the same position, praying for wisdom is also going to be just as vital for you at this important time in your lives. I think about all the people who've influenced my life over the years, ranging from teachers and coaches to parents and pastors, plus many others, and the wisdom I saw in them. What they shared in common was they were humble, sincere leaders who wanted to use their gifts and abilities to make my life better or prepare me for the challenges and opportunities ahead. You all have those same types of people in your lives. They love the Lord and they love you and they certainly want the best for you. Being wise means listening to and applying their instruction and understanding that their life experience can help shape your journey and make it possible for you to get where you want to go and beyond. Asking for wisdom and help from above and then responding to that help when God brings it about is going to be key. So remember that and you will be in good shape. We're all so very proud of you and we're cheering you on. We also pray God's blessings on you and look forward to what you will achieve in the future. Thank you again for letting me be part of this very special celebration and congratulations. Well, I want to personally say thank you to our guests. They went out of their way to give you a special address to our students and to anybody who's longing for wisdom. I hope that you're a person who doesn't just want to make it in life, but you want to make it well in life. As we talk about a life reimagined, as we talk about a life venturing out as our students venture out, one thing you won't want to leave home without, and that is wisdom. And the way we understand wisdom is going to be critical. The Stoics define wisdom as knowledge of things human and divine. Knowledge of things human and divine. There is a tremendous mystery behind wisdom. There's a divinity element behind wisdom. Yes, wisdom can be seen from many different angles, but let us do this. Let's consider two stops on the pathway to wisdom. All right, two stops on your way to wisdom. Number one, stop long enough and check yourself. Check yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. And because here's the reality is that not everybody who thinks they have wisdom has wisdom. Not everyone who espouses that they're there. You better stop and you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because you can graduate with honors and you can fail in life. And that's one of the things he says in the very beginning of verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom... Now, I think that's a key word there because actually that word in verse 5 
is also the same word in verse 4. If you remember, we talked about verse 4 last week. The lipotai is the Greek word that means lacks. If any of you lacks, lipotize, wisdom, okay? But remember what he said last week in verse 4. He says that God wants us to be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing, lipotai. So what is this whole idea of if God's big vision for us, if God's end game for us is that we would not lack anything, he doesn't want us to lack lipate. He doesn't want us to lack wisdom. So please do yourself a favor. Stop right now and check yourself to see if you have wisdom. I wish there was a WQ like there are IQs. I wish there was a way that we could take a wisdom quotient and that we would be able to determine the level of our wisdom. For most people, wisdom is this. It's this life wisdom that comes from looking back. Your parents give you life wisdom all the time. Your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, people that are older than you have traveled further down the road than you give you life wisdom. That's the wisdom from looking backwards. Most time, to be honest with you, they're doing that wisdom based on the mistakes of their own life. I look back at my life and some of the early decisions that I made in dating and some of the decisions I made in my morals, and and I was able to speak to my kids in a very truthful way, in a very transparent way, and give them life wisdom. Don't do what I did, okay? That's one form of wisdom. But is there a wisdom that doesn't just look back? Is there a wisdom that looks ahead? I want to call that a divine wisdom where you actually can see it before you make the mistake. Life wisdom we can all get. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We want forward-casting vision. We want divine wisdom that we will make good decisions today and tomorrow and the next day. Well, knowledge is needed to pass the test in school, but wisdom is needed to pass the test in life. Knowledge is learned. Wisdom is given. Knowledge comes by looking around. Wisdom comes by looking up. Knowledge comes by study. Wisdom comes by meditation with God. Wisdom teaches you how to apply knowledge. When we think about wisdom, I hope that you will first check yourself before you wreck yourself and that you will consider, do I have the divine wisdom of God that I can see ahead. So that's the first thing. Stop and check yourself. The second stop on the road and the pathway to wisdom is ask God. Now when you come to verse 5, you come to a a powerful verse. Verse 4 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, so check yourself, do I have the wisdom of God? Move forward and think, okay, how do I get the wisdom of God? You ask God. He said this very clearly. He gives us, in the total of 55 different imperative commands in Scripture, in the book of James, in the first eight verses, there are five imperative commands. So it's front-end loaded, okay, with giving us direction for reimagining our life. Well, he gives two repeated ones. Two of the Eight that are mentioned, or of the five that are mentioned in the first eight verses, two of them are the same one. 
and it is the word ask. He calls us. You need to go to God and you need to ask him. This is what it says in verse 5 and 6. Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. It will be given to him, but let him ask in faith. Two times he tells us, ask. See, God wants to give you wisdom. If you're lacking wisdom, he wants to give you wisdom. We want today to have a special time where we pray over our students that God would give them wisdom. Now, here's what I want to challenge you to do is I want you to to take a challenge and to pray wisdom into your life, pray wisdom into our graduates' life, pray wisdom into your children's life, no matter what age. I have seven guided wisdom prayers that we want to make available to you. All you have to do is text wisdom prayers to 97000 and that will give you a list of biblical prayers that you can pray over your students, your graduates, yourself, your your spouse or whatever. Here are a few of them. Wisdom in faith. See, there's a lot of things going to pull our students' faith away right now. A lot of things in this world, but we got to realize that Wisdom begins by the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 1, 7 says. So if I want wisdom, I need to have a relationship with God. Pray that your children, your students, yourself will have a vibrant faith in God. Wisdom of choices, that we would have discernment, it says in Proverbs 2, 11. That we would have a discerning spirit about us, being able to make wise decisions. Wisdom in relationships is always a good prayer to pray. 1 Corinthians 15.33 talks about bad company corrupts good morals. The worst thing can happen to a student with good morals is to go away and have friendships that would pull them away from that moral code of conduct. Wisdom in responsibilities, Proverbs 9.1. Wisdom in financial management, Proverbs is loaded up with them. Proverbs 8.11, Proverbs 16.16. Wisdom in the big pictures of life. Man, would we all do better if we could understand that God has an end game. He has an end game and it's a long game and it's that we would be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Could we, Proverbs 19.20, could we see God's big picture for our life and live that out? I want to close before I pray for our students By telling you, just this past week, I was reading in Psalm 51. I have to read, I've been reading in Psalms for a while now and came to 51. And and to be honest with you, I almost skipped over it. I've read it so many times. I kind of almost can quote half of the Psalm already. It's David, whenever he had fallen deep into sin and messed up his own life. And it's kind of how he prays himself back into a right relationship with God. It's a really powerful study. Do your own study. But I didn't skip Psalm 51. I I knew that if I felt like I should skip it, I probably needed to dive into it. And so I dove into Psalm 51. And you know what? I read it again for the first time. I read it again for the first time. I saw it with fresh eyes. And God showed me a verse. To be frank with you, I don't know that I've ever seen it before. I read past it before. I read through it before. And this is what it says. In Psalm 51, verse 6, Behold, you... David speaking, you delight in truth. In the inward being, 
deep down inside of all of us. God finds great joy and pleasure when our life is full of truth. And then he says this, and teach me wisdom in the secret heart. And I've just been meditating on that phrase, in the secret heart. Do I have wisdom? Are there layers to my heart? Are there depths in my heart? Has wisdom penetrated all of my life? I need to check myself before I wreck myself. I need to do a real assessment. Do I have the wisdom of God? Do I have only wisdom that looks backward or do I have wisdom that looks ahead? And if I don't, am I taking the time, spending the time, investing the time, seeking God in prayer for wisdom in the life decisions, in the life choices, in the life moves that I make? Let's take some time now and I want to pray for our students. I want to pray for them that they would have truth in their inward being and that they would also have wisdom throughout the secret places of their heart. If you don't have that relationship with God where you're fully known and fully loved by God, the best thing you could do right now is give your life to following Jesus. Text Trust Jesus to 97000. Now I want us to close by praying for our students. And there's, again, seven ways that we're giving you that you can pray for our students. But as you pray for them today, would you remember them for the end of the future and how we can pray truth and wisdom into their life? Would you pray with me? Father, we bow before you now. And we thank you that we can enter into a relationship with you and that your truth will fill our inner being. That, Lord, your truth will set us free from lies and deceit, from falsehood. Lord, give us freedom in your truth. But, Lord, also give us wisdom deep in the secret space of our souls, of our hearts. Lord, would you give us the wisdom of God? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.